Last time on Eidolon Rock, the original Jawbreaker crew went back to the Neutral Milk Hotel to finally catch their breath with everyone together again. Christina and Harvey got some alone time to tell each other how they felt, Virginia tried to apologize to Valerie, and Sabrina called a meeting to discuss the construction of something to replace the estate and the neighborhood. But later, while Lady Luck and Josh were discussing Lady Luck's unknown origin, the power for every house in the neighborhood suddenly went out. Except for one. I got a real bad feeling about this one. Virginia. Yeah. Do you think that everything's going to be all right? I I hope everything's going to be all right. I heard Josh and Lady Luck talking about Michael before. Mm. And I mean, I kind of I think I knew, but it's a hard to think about me having control doesn't mean I'm completely disconnected. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, the version from your universe, uh, the version of Michael Valentine that you, you've met most recently, did kind of tell you that like, as long as you're around, then so is he in some way. Right, and at that exact minute, it sounded more metaphorical, but I'm starting to think it was more literal than I wanted to believe. What are you going to do? Well... If he's still out there... I mean, if he's still out there, he's still a threat, right? Like, apparently, even as a house that didn't stop whatever's happening... Yeah. But, I don't know. Virginia, yeah, where are you in the hotel right now? Uh, probably, I don't know, let's say in the, uh, in the dining area, just kind of hanging out. As you're sitting there, um, you see just about everyone else in here, uh, seems suddenly pained and, uh, just sort of doubling over and they start fading and, like, bursts of static pop off of them as though they are just, like, glitching out, and then they are gone, and uh, this place suddenly became much emptier. Everybody is gone except for, um, I don't know who among uh, Chili, Harvey, and Christina are also in the dining area right now, but they're the only ones still around, along with uh, Mary behind the bar. 
who looks just as surprised as anybody at what just happened. I think Christine and Harvey were probably taking a stroll outside, but Mary would definitely be in the dining room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, if Christina's busy, Chili would probably be hanging around Virginia. Actually, yeah. quick correction, um, wherever Cecilia and Sabrina are, they would still be here, too. Okay. I think Virginia, like, looks down at Chili and is like, okay, now, you saw that, right? Um, all the people disappear? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Um, I think she looks over to Mary and goes, Mary, do you know what that was? Not off the top of my head, but I can maybe try and figure it out. Um, Mary's going to use her idol on... Well, uh, yeah, I guess I guess this could work, because it is in the recent history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's going to try and use her idol on uh, to dredge the... I guess this would be a dredge the undertow, and, and yeah, figure out like like, what's what just happened like yeah, where did what everyone go yeah, yeah give me that give me that dredge roll um ooh that is a uh a nine on the die what is her bizarre it's got to be more than one ah it's two so that's an 11 okay then yeah you immediately realize um everybody who's still here and you can sort of feel out like throughout the hotel um everyone who did not disappear is somebody who is from the original universe or um, was a master of a house in the neighborhood. Um, you know, Bartholomew's gone, Lisa's gone, uh, Howie's gone. But those were all people that were, like, residents of a universe that technically belonged to somebody else. And that would imply that something bad happened out in the neighborhood, but... It's not exactly clear to you what that could have been. I mean, that would have mean that the um, something would have happened to the like power system that comes from the bank and fuels all the houses, um, which would be no good. I think there was some sort of mass power outage with whatever source runs the neighborhood, like the capital T N the neighborhood. Oh. The only people still left are the masters of original universes. Like like the crystal that Lady Luck's girlfriend was in? I I don't exactly know what's powering this particular universe. I, I can't imagine I mean, I suppose the crystal holding Teoth might still be around, but I don't think that's what they're using anymore. I'll give you a little extra here, Mary, um, since you did roll well, and this is information that the audience knows, uh, which is that the neighborhood is powered by the All-Star in the basement of the Humanity Bank, where uh, all of the starlight that Astaroth has generated with his idol on Steal My Sunshine... Uh, is stored and piped out to all of the houses in the neighborhood. So something must have happened to that. Uh, Mary suddenly, like, her eyebrows raise as she remembers, like, meeting Astaroth those many years ago and says, Mm -hmm. Oh, 
So you, I don't think you two have ever met him, but there was this demon who came around one time to the Neutral Milk Hotel. His name was Astaroth, the Grand Calculator. He came to us with a proposition uh, to basically join the neighborhood. We refused, of course. Uh, We didn't want to have anything to do with him. But I, I believe there is a power source in his bank that is used to the gather starlight that's used to power all these all these different universes that have been created something must have happened there though i don't entirely know what okay um is hey everyone there was just a big power oh jeez where did everyone go uh I think it was the power outage. I'm glad you're here, because I was just going to ask. Oh, shit. I think uh, Lady Luck comes floating in behind Jaws, just like, uh, what? Oh. So you're... So this is everyone that's still here? I haven't seen Christina and Harvey, but, uh, yeah, I think so. They're probably somewhere. Oh, jeez. Um... Whew, boy... That's not great, huh? No. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a bunch of people winking out of existence is not ideal. I think Lady Luck seems like she is trying to not show how shaken she is by this. Yeah. Is it succeeding? Uh, <laughs> you know. Make her roll glam? Fine. No, I'll no, I'll tell you right now. No, she is not succeeding. Okay. <laughs> She's trying really hard though. Um, Chili pats her leg. Yeah, I, I think she's just kind of like not even really looking at Chili. Kind of reaches down and and scratches her ear. Huge Chili progress. Chili looks at Virginia and just winks at her. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess we should probably find wherever Christina and Harvey are, right? Yeah, I don't think they would have gone far, though, so... Perhaps if they wanted to walk into the room... <laughs> no, I, I was saw going the to power s- going out. <laughs> Listen, I, I was about to say, I think probably around then, uh, Harvey comes in through the door like, Hey, y'all see the power went out? Yeah. Hey, it's it's real empty in here, huh? Uh-huh. Those two are related. Yeah. Christina also walks through the door uh, and says, Yeah, it got really dark all of a sudden. Okay. Uh, any Anybody know why this might have happened? Like besides the besides the bank thing. Mary said the bank thing, but like Maybe maybe a squirrel got on the power lines. This seems a little big for one squirrel. Gimme just a sec here. Uh Lady Luck vanishes and then after like less than a minute reappears. Alright, so Astaroth is dead. Is that good? Well he's a calculator, right? Can't we just put new batteries in him? Uh he bit his tongue off and bled out. Oh. That's gross. Yeah, not really. I've not been paying attention to what was going on at the bank. It really looks like some shit went down over there. 
okay, so what do we do? I mean, we gotta investigate, right? Can we go to the bank? Uh, I mean, I can take you there. I did not see much in the way of stuff to investigate, but sure, yeah. Yeah, I can take whoever wants to look. Yeah, okay, I'll, I can snip around. Sure. All right, well, let's... Let's go, then. Uh, Lady Luck transports uh, the four of you away. I think, as that's happening, uh, Sabrina and Cecilia kind of come downstairs like, Hey, where'd everybody go? <laughs> Mary will just explain the whole thing again. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, all right, exposition time again, I guess. <laughs> Let me just write something on the board so I can point to it next time. Clicks play on a uh, tape recorder that she's been hanging on to and just replays the last five minutes. <laughs> uh, you appear in the basement of the Humanity Bank. Um, the object sort of dominating the floor is just this huge uh, glass orb that is empty and kind of fused to its surface is uh, a sort of desiccated dead demon. Um, I think uh, the like tip of a tongue and a pool of blood is directly underneath of him. And uh, I think behind it is... Um, Virginia, you actually recognize it immediately. I think, I guess all of, everyone but Chili does. It is, um, part of the room you used to go to when you died. Oh. And it's just sort of sitting out here. Why is that here? What the fuck have they been doing on the other side of this show? <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. There was, uh... Wasn't there that one girl who could, like, take photographs and, like, make them real? And I think she took some photographs when the world was ending. I mean, what would ha what would that have to do with, like, the dead people room? I don't know. It was kind of a mess in there by the end of it. Yeah, I, I, guess I guess it's also possible that, like, there could be some weird time shit going on. Or maybe they just kind of hastily remodeled this place from the ruins of the estate, which would be... You know, very thematically potent, I'm sure. I could provide some explanation. Oh, for if fuck's you sake. Oh, uh, laying on the ground, you didn't notice her at first, is uh, what looks like um, Joanna. She does not have a fully stone head the way the Joanna you met before does, but parts of her are stone, and she seems completely limp on the floor. Oh, you're that weird racist statue who gave us a tour of the estate. Well, I'm sure I don't know anything about that. I was just born not 15 minutes ago. Oh, are they, oh, are they making Joannas? Apparently. What happened here? Well, uh, let's see here. There was uh, some sort of uh, hostile takeover situation. Uh, from what I understand, the gentleman up there on the globe who is uh, no longer with us, it's very sad, uh, used to be in charge around here and he uh, sort of got the boot. Uh, but then the new fella that took over, well, he created me on account of he needed a new secretary, but before I could be properly oriented, there was some sort of ruckus he took off, and, well, then, uh, there were some other folks here, but they left too. I think they might have forgotten about me and all the rush, but that's fine. So who, who was the one who took over? Oh, what was his name? Uh, Metatron. 
What? I think Harvey leans in towards Virginia, and he's like, do, do we know Metatron? I, I think he's one of the summons in Grand Blue. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did you... I... I've been I've been letting Chili play on your account. <laughs> Wait, do you have my original phone? I might have kept it, yeah. Huh. I mean, my <laughs> new one's nicer, so I, that's not like the end of the world or anything. No, that already happened. <laughs> anyway, that globe up there was quite bright, too bright to look at directly until uh, that poor fella up there passed on and then it went dark. Do you know where it went? I don't know much of anything other than most of what I just said. As I said, I was born about 15 minutes ago. Came right out of that room over there. She says, kind of like lilting her head towards the, uh, like, fraction of the parlor of death that's in here. Luke, does anything jump out to me about the parlor of death? I can run an investigate roll if necessary. Uh, well, I, I mean, think- Joanna just did. <laughs> so to be clear, it is not like built into this room necessarily. In fact, there are large chains that are kind of hanging down in a way that gives you the impression that it was suspended up in the air by those chains until presumably fairly recently. Um, it is as though you cor- sort of uh, sliced about a third of that room out of it and yanked it out and just sort of had it um, just hanging there as a separate piece of room in this very large kind of warehouse-sized area. Like a set on a soundstage? Almost, yeah, 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 that's a good way to put it. And you can just see there's, like, one of the uh, big leather chairs that's in there and the two doors that lead to the dark and light rooms. I want to open one of the doors just to see if it still works. Uh, Yeah, I think you open up the door to the dark room and... um. Uh, like, three mailer daemons just kind of tumble out of it. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm alive! Hey, me too! Congratulations! Yeah! <laughs> wow, this really brings me back. <laughs> they go skittering off. Okay. Uh, is there anything, like, overhead? Like, is the other two-thirds of the room still suspended? No. It seems like this is all that there is. This room, um, the walls are just lined with, like, server racks that just go, like, all the way up, this is a an impossibly tall room to the point where you can't see the ceiling. So do you think this thing was that uh, all-star that Mary mentioned? Oh, yes, I believe that's accurate. Yes, this, uh, this globe here, I believe that's what they were calling it, the all-star. I guess if it's out, that explains why there's no power. Do you know where the power went, Joanna? I couldn't rightly say. I think it might just be gone. I mean, it's starlight, so maybe it just kind of, like, oozed out. No, it was in there before, and it just sort of flickered out like a, what do you call it, a light bulb. Is there a way to, like, repower it? Well, I'm not entirely sure, but from what I understand, uh, you would need that gentleman up there to be alive again. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm not really interested in that, so. Yeah, I kind of don't want to bring a demon back to life, they mostly seem like they suck just as much as the angels did. Yeah. The 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 non-Virginia angels. You don't have to qualify it, Christina. It's okay. okay. <laughs> Energy shouldn't just be able to, like, disappear, though. It had to have gone somewhere. 
Well, I'm afraid I couldn't speak on it any further than that. It's not my area of expertise, as is everything else. Well, I mean, maybe we can try and track down whoever killed him. I mean, if they killed a demon, they're probably not entirely 100% Oh, he killed himself. Uh, what? Oh, yeah, that uh, Metatron fella just fused him up there so he wouldn't cause no trouble, but uh, apparently didn't account for the possibility he could bite his own tongue off. That? Why would he kill himself? Well, I'm not entirely sure. It might have been something to do with the fact that he was just not feeling too good about uh, being trapped on a globe for eternity. Yeah, that's, uh... Alright, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Also, very much could have been a if-I-can't-have-it-nobody-can situation, you know? He was given some sort of dramatic monologue, but he was very weak, and I could not hear him very well from the ground, but I believe it was something to that effect, yes. Okay. Well... This is a lot of fun because the listeners know all these details already, but that episode won't be out for months after this recording session. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, should we, like, get get a new generator made? Uh, I feel like we should probably do something about this, right? Well, shouldn't the new guy who's in charge now fix this? Isn't that his job? Yeah, where can we track down Metatron? Well, uh, I think he went with uh, Pazuzu to go deal with some sort of labor dispute over at the mailing center. Pazuzu? Labor dispute? Are they busting strikes? I believe it was something along those lines, yes. I think I heard something about a riot. And we missed it? Well, maybe we haven't. Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, Lady Luck! Yeah, what's up? Uh, can can we go to the place where the riot's happening i mean it's no, it's less than a block away do you really are you really gonna make me teleport you i mean i'm not gonna make you i don't think you owe me a favor anymore but you know it'd be convenient you would uh, burn your favor on that no, <laughs> i burned my favor on like being alive and in one piece again i'm pretty sure i guess did i i have no idea Look, yeah, fine. Let's go check out the distribution center for the post office. She snaps her fingers, and suddenly you feel that you are, like, ankle-deep in blood. Oh. That's unpleasant. (laughs) As there are just, uh, mailer demons cheering and yelling everywhere, uh, and they just have a guillotine going. I've described this a couple episodes ago, but Pazuzu is just sort of a... Uh, an infinitely long sort of serpentine creature with an owl head, and they are just <laughs> treating that... They are treating the guillotine like a uh, cooking knife. <laughs> they just chop his n- neck forever. Uh, now, Luke, if I were to surreptitiously just kind of, like, dip a finger in that, give it a quick yeah. taste, oh, uh-huh. no. how is it? Good vintage? Um, <laughs> how do you feel about owl blood? I don't know. Is it better or worse? You're the one who invented vampires in this set. You're the blood connoisseur. I will leave it up to you. Do you feel uh, Do you feel smart to have just done that? <laughs> randomize my reaction. I'm rolling. No, it. I, no, Iris. Owls are very stupid. <laughs> All right, I got I got two on a d6. So I'm thinking, based on the vampire rules of the Twilight universe. It is not as satisfying as human blood. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Harvey loves that blood. Yeah, great. Chili's like. It's it's okay, but I'd rather have the meat. Virginia picks Chili up and is like, maybe we shouldn't have you stand in this. She, like, shakes her paws trying to get some of the 
some of the liquid yeah. off. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to need to take some really hefty showers after this. Yeah, this is gross. Can we leave? Shelly's already working on it, licking her licking uh, eyes. Well, I mean, we came here. We should probably try to get at least some information. Uh, and she's I gonna... mean, it looks, like, it looks like the workers won. Yeah. Hey, hey, mailer demons? Yeah, how's it going? Hey, uh, it's going okay. Um, so, like, we're trying to find where this, like, Metatron guy is. He kind of, like, uh... Oh, yeah, that bitch, he's over there! She points <laughs> to a crumpled up dead body in the corner. Oh. Oh! Okay. Hey, so, um... These guys are good at striking. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, who know? Anyway, uh, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, because of, like, apparently that Astroth guy dying, um, all the universes have gone out, uh, and a bunch of people have just disappeared. Um, you wouldn't... Whoa, 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 bunch of people disappeared, whoa! What are you trying to say? Uh, I'm kind of saying that, like, a, a possibly uncountable number of people who were inhabitants of the various neighborhoods just don't seem to exist anymore and we were trying to figure out if there is a way to ha- bring them back from non-existence wait so no one that lived in any of the universes exists anymore w- well, holy shit hey boys we got no work to do anymore <laughs> and uh, they all the daily demons all start cheering and start setting the piles of packages on fire uh, oh, jeez. Um, okay, well, n- that no, didn't go th- quite the way I was hoping it would. I mean... Oof. I feel like they've got uh, a couple of eons of pent-up anger and bloodlust, and it might be best to just let them work this out before we try to have a... Yeah, that's fair. We should probably leave. <laughs> Do you want me to take you back to the bank or back to the hotel? Uh, hotel, probably. Okay. Probably hotel. Great. Uh, Lady Luck snaps her fingers, and you're back in the hotel. Uh, I think Josh and me are like, where the fuck did you go? Why are you so bloody? Uh, post office. Yeah, things have got things have gone real bad. Da- well, bad and good. It's a it's a real complicated mixture of bad and good things happening. On the plus side, a bunch of those demons are are dead, and the mailer demons have unionized. But also, uh, kind of seems we don't really have any leads on whether we can bring all the people who disappeared back well shit um i still say we should just make a new generator uh assuming that's possible last time i tried to do that it didn't go great wait i've got a question where's the power for this place coming from yeah i uh i've got something downstairs. I don't really go down there because I don't want to break it. Uh, what does something n- mean? I mean, it's a generator. What do you want? Oh, okay. I thought it was like something weird. No, it's... Look, it's kind of a rinky-dink piece of shit. Barely keeps this place together. Uh, Not sure if that's really what you want to model something to power the entire multiverse off of, you know? I guess, but I don't really have any better ideas. Josh looks like, uh, has sort of a pained expression, and he says, um, uh, I might. Wait, what? There's a, uh, 
There's a house out in the neighborhood that's not dark. Okay, so... Well, that, I mean, yeah, that that's great. We just uh, hook it into the grid or whatever, figure out what's going on. Yeah, like when you have when you have solar and you plug it in to feed the grid during peak hours. I don't know if uh, that's going to work, but if you're looking for a model to base something bigger off of, that might be a better bet than whatever I managed to slap together. Um, but um, you guys remember uh, when you turned Michael Valentine into a house? Hell yeah. Yeah, I was sick. Hey, hey, hey where, where's Sabrina? I want to give her a high five. Virginia like crosses her arms. Chili, I guess, falls to the ground. <laughs> no! <laughs> the alternative is that Chili's just squeezed really tight. <laughs> that might be better, honestly. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> yeah, well, um. Apparently, he, uh. He's out in the neighborhood. And. He's got power. Huh. All right, so I guess we're gonna rummage inside the insides of Virginia's dad for an energy source. Oh, don't say it like that. That's gross. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, uh... I can, uh... Has he been out there the whole time? Apparently, I didn't know about it until not too long ago. Talked to uh, Lady Luck about it just before all this happened. He's not, like, doing anything, though, right? He's just chilling? Far as I can tell. I haven't been out there, you know, myself. He's definitely got some stupid fucking scheme. I don't believe he would just chill. He might not have a choice. He's a house. Yeah, but if he's a house working on undertow logic, then there's got to be somebody in that house, you know? Yeah, it's him. Yeah, what if it's like a tinier house? What if it's like a haunted house and it's like the house itself is the master of itself and it's like some kind of weird Escher dimension? I don't like any of these ideas. I mean, I think he's just house. I guess that's an idea I'd be okay with. Well, I guess it's time to go find out. Yeah, I... I guess if he has power... We gotta at least find out why he still has power. Yeah, plus, I mean, like, we kicked his ass before. We can do it again. I, uh... This is true. I think we've done it, like, three times, all combined. I I guess. I don't know. Uh... Chili, Chili manifests dreams and just has her put a comforting uh, hand on Virginia's shoulder. Well, that's very sweet. It'll be okay, Virginia. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. Okay, yeah, uh, let's, um, let's go find out why he has power. Alright, yeah, Josh, um, told me about where it is, so... I mean, it should be, uh, shouldn't be that hard to find, it's the only th- light out there, right? Yeah, yeah, so, I don't know, we all ready? No, but I don't think we have a choice. I'll, I think before you go, Mary says, I'll get some chocolate milk ready for you when you come back. Thank you, Mary. I can't drink that. <laughs> Wait, no, it, it's pure milk. I think it might be pure chocolate, too. That's worse! <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. Get her some carob chocolate milk or whatever. Oh, yeah. Give me a carrot. <laughs> One carrot milk coming up. All right. Let's, um, let's do this. Uh, Lady Luck, yeah, snaps her fingers again, and all of you are transported away. Um, <laughs> Sabrina comes out of the bathroom at the hotel. Hey, what? God damn it. Did I miss something again? Ah, <laughs> uh, so that's where her college form got it from. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, uh, the five of you show up in front of a familiar house. Does it look like exactly the same, or is there some weathering going on since last we saw it? Like, how much paint has peeled off? Hmm. I think it pretty much looks exactly the same. Yeah, it it is a... Whether or not... This is gross, but it's probably an organic being. I mean, there probably was already some weathering on it when last you saw it, but um, I don't think it's gotten worse. Yeah, it shouldn't have changed. Yeah, I would assume since it's, you know, at least on a spiritual level alive, that it would, like, maintain exactly the condition it was in when he initially became it. Yeah, because it didn't kill him. Uh, it, he, he still was he had thoughts, uh, which is horrifying, <laughs> uh, when uh, he got changed, so... Yeah, it's a real living nightmare. Let's uh, let's go inside. <laughs> yeah, I think Lady Luck is just all of a sudden like, oh, I mean, do we need to go inside to figure out what we're here for? We can probably just stay outside, right? Uh, okay, you're being weird. I mean, normally power sources are inside the building. Are you scared of going inside <laughs> an angel? Scared? No, I'm scared. Why would I be scared? That's ridiculous. I am a goddess. I'm not. Look, I just think that we probably should just investigate the outside of it, and... You know, uh, if you're not scared, why don't you go in first? Because I... Look, I just... We don't... I... I'm gonna be honest. I've tried the looking around outside. This place is impenetrable. (laughs) Chili, do you want me to put you down? No! (laughs) She still has so many years left to live! Harvey, no, that's <laughs> Jesus not... Christ! <laughs> what? I don't get it. <laughs> Only if you want to. That joke is not appropriate, Harvey. Virginia, Look, like, it. looks at Harvey and then, like, holds Chili a little bit closer. <laughs> don't say that! I don't get it. Somebody somebody explain it to me. Uh, when we're not doing an investigation, I will, I promise. Look, alright, am I feeling some kind of weird emotion that I'm completely unfamiliar with and it's kind of wigging me out a little bit? Sure, but I don't see why that would mean I'm scared. Then go inside. Yeah. Door's probably unlocked. See, considering the thought of going inside is amplifying that weird feeling that I don't care to experience. Oh, Christ- no. Did we give you anxiety? Harvey's just going to open the front door. Mm, uh, yeah. Christie's is just going to go up there. Oh, God damn it. Chili uh, uh, yeah. sends Dreams to pat Lady Luck on the shoulder. <laughs> she slaps Dreams' hand away. Don't patronize me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess we'll go inside after them. Um, Virginia, it pretty much looks in here the same way that it did the last time you were here. Okay. If you want, if you want my advice, you should pee on it so that he knows it's yours. (laughs) I, um, am not going to do that, but I will keep it in mind if I change my mind later. Okay. Christina looks inside the fridge. 
Um, it is just like last time, mostly barren. Uh, some like probably expired condiments, a half open pack of bologna, just like not not doing great. Uh, groceries wise. Christina, where do you usually find power in a house? Uh, well, it's like probably in the basement. Right? Guess it depends. Yeah, usually in the basement. All right. Are you okay with going to the basement, Virginia? Yeah, I'll be okay. All right. Well, yeah, guess it's time to go down some stairs that almost certainly will be haunted. <laughs> you know, you know, if you, uh, if you need to hold hands with somebody to be a little more courageous about oh, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Shelly, Shelly holds a paw out. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Christina sort of like grins at Harvey and then takes Chili's paw. Uh, yeah, you head down into the basement and um, it looks like what you know it looks like, Virginia. Is Fraser's corpse still here? No. Okay, well that's good at least. Probably? Yeah, because I, I guess I should say, the last time you saw it, it was in a state of extreme disrepair, and none of that is still here. Because, oh yeah, keep in mind, that happened in the actual house, not the Michael oh, house. you know, that's a right. good point. Okay, but there's no, like, power source in here or anything that's, hmm. like, immediately obvious? Not that's immediately obvious now. Should be a fuse box somewhere, I would assume. Yeah, I think you can probably find a fuse box on the wall, kind of in the back towards, like, where the water heater is. I mean, if there's a fuse box that, like, suggests he's getting power from outside of here, but that can't be right. On the one hand, this would be easier if I had still had Iron Spy, but on the other hand, don't really want to get trapped underground again, so... Yeah, no, you shouldn't... no. I guess we could check his bedroom, but I, I don't know where else he would have something that would fuel his own... Do you think it's... Do you think it's being powered by him? Like, his spirit or whatever? Oh, like an angel thing? Well, just like... Because the other houses are just houses, right? But this house is, like, him. So, like, as long as he's alive, maybe it has power. Because it's... I don't know how this stuff works, but... Oh. I get what you're saying. Maybe. I don't know. Let's, let's see if he's upstairs, just so I know he's not. Yeah, um, you head upstairs and check out his bedroom. He is not there, but there is just um, a chair in here. The kind that you usually wake up in when you exit a universe. Yeah. Okay, well... Does it smell like he's been here? Hmm. The entire house smells like him. Mm, I suppose, yeah. I could uh, take a seat and see what happens. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. Harvey, we Harvey, we just got you back. We can't have you being, like, possessed or something. Yeah. It's not gonna work. What? Uh, what? Y- y- you said it wasn't gonna work. Uh, yeah, I did, huh? Yeah, what, what, are you, what do you mean? I'm not sure... It just sort of came out. Oh, that's scary. Are you okay? No. And that's new. Do, do you want to hold me? 
N- no. Okay, sometimes that helps. I feel like you're just uh, trying to use this situation to get more attention. <laughs> wow! I'm trying to help! She is a very good emotional support fox. Alright, I, I apologize if that was rude. I'm just... I'm a little on edge right now. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. Do things that feel familiar to you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn. Alright, I suppose that was deserved. I was being serious. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna... Uh, out, of, out of character, the only idea I have is what Harvey suggested, so... I don't think anybody should sit in that chair, frankly. No, no, it's a bad idea. I just don't know what else to do. Um, hmm. Actually, I have one idea here. So, I have equipment expert. Um, uh-huh. You have thorough intimate knowledge of objects like your Eidolon. Uh, yes. Take plus one when investigating any object that's similar. I'm not sure if the fact that, like... The Vita, like, is an electronic device with with circuits and all that sort of thing that she's taken apart to hack would at all help with, like, examining the fuse box at all? I would say under normal circumstances, no, but because you used to have Iron Spy, I will allow it. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm... Christina's, like, gonna... Like, you see her eyes light up as if she just had an idea, and then, without saying anything, she just runs back down to the basement <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and opens up the fuse box uh, and then oh <laughs> good lord two ones are you kidding me I'm gonna re-roll that Jesus oh god that's not that's not any better um, that's a f- four total plus my I guess it would genius. be genius yeah cause it's an investigate roll yeah but you also get plus one on it yeah right? but that only brings me up to a six I could I could help. That's true. Uh because Virginia is uh weirdly enough kind of a part of this house. Yeah. Uh in in a way. In a way. Yeah. So I'll I'll roll to help. Uh that's so that's an 8. Okay. Okay, so that pushes it to a 7. You get one question. All right. Uh what's hidden here? Hmm. So I think as you're sort of feeling things out, studying the panel board, and um, I am imagining you're sending, like, maybe Arcadia Girl into it, because that's not really her power anymore, but, you know, you can kind of vaguely get a sense of how the the wiring works by just sort of having her phase through it and just sort of study it. It would Um, actually be really funny if you plugged the Vita in. And that was your access point? Yeah, that was actually my idea. (laughs) Okay, yes, I like that. I like that. You, as you explore the wiring of the house, you find that it goes outside like you would expect it to, but then the cabling loops back inside, and then loops outside again and seems to just cut off. That's weird. Like, it's, as far as you can tell, the way the wiring is set up is pointlessly complicated, and it shouldn't be working because the cables are cut. And it also doesn't seem to go to any source, right? Yeah, you cannot see, like, yeah, they don't go to a source that, any apparent source, at the very least. 
yeah, I guess Christina just like disconnects it and, and puts the Vita in sleep mode and just sighs in frustration and goes, I, this house doesn't make any goddamn sense. The wires don't go anywhere. Well, they do go somewhere, but like not to anywhere that gets power or powers anything. All right, great. So the entire reason we came out here is pointless. There's nothing we can learn. Why don't we just get the hell out of here? It's some dumb angel magic bullshit. Between Josh and Virginia, I bet we can figure it out without being here. Yeah, I I won't say that I'm not a fan of that plan. I think sometime when you're ready, it would be good to maybe talk about how you're feeling right now and, like, the, you know, what that might mean, but... Not right. Now. I think instead I'm just going to uh, bury this entire experience as deep in my memories as possible. Yeah, I'm sure that's a real that's a real healthy thing to do. I can say from experience. Yeah, I mean, great, love to hear it. It <clears throat> is a very it is a very human reaction, though. Mm, that's not. Can we go? Uh, Christina, who isn't paying attention to that argument at all, uh, because she's <laughs> just still trying to figure out how any of this works puzzle to solve come on guys (laughs) yeah so well i i do want to figure out what the hell's going on here but it might help to have at least josh come with us next time he he's he's the closest thing to what michael is that we have around here are you sure well (laughs) (laughs) i mean you have the blueprint now, right? Like, you you have the impression. We don't have to stay here to study it. Yeah, I, I guess. I really don't think we're gonna untangle this by staying away and just engaging with it at a distance, you know? Like, yeah, this guy's fucking weird, and I will concede that this place is very creepy, and I do feel like there's a skeleton going to pop out at me. Although I guess there's more danger of that if we were outside when you think about it. But I don't think it's going to get better if we just don't examine it any further, you know? Hey, Luke, can I do some sort of like investigation to try and figure out what else is weird about this place that might give us an idea of what to look at? You can give me a dread of the Undertow. Okay, well, I got a ten. Well, um, Chili, you can very distinctly feel that, uh, this house is alive and it knows that you're here. Um, I'm trying to think of what more I can give you because you rolled a 10. Um, you can distinctly feel like, I think you can feel the, the energy in the house, in the wires, and... Maybe Christina's right that the cables stop at some point, but that energy doesn't. It keeps going. So it's almost like the energy is, like, looping on itself. Sorta, yeah. Um, Chili, you kind of intuitively focus in on the flow of energy in the house, and you feel it being fed into the panel board that Christina was investigating, and sort of following that flow of energy upstream. You feel it go outside, uh, just like Christina was saying, presumably into an electrical box or something out there. And um, usually from there, it would go somewhere else, but instead it loops back in, like we are saying. 
And as you continue to follow that flow of energy upstream, you can feel it go through the floor uh, of the, the first floor and out under the front door. The flow of energy is coming in from outside somewhere, and like I said, maybe the cables stop at that point, but the, the energy flow is definitely feeding in through the front door. Oh. Um, I think we do have to leave. Okay, I'm. Mean, it's not like I've got better ideas right now. Like, this, this power isn't coming from inside the house. It's being, like, sent to it. Okay, well, that's great news. Um, I can I can kind of feel it. Like if we if we follow it, maybe we can find where it's coming from and like see if we can send it to other houses. Yeah, sure. Do you, do you have a lead? I mean, I can I can kind of feel it. Like you know when there's like an electric fence on and you can feel that it's on. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like that. All right. Uh, lead the way. Yeah, I'm in favor of anything that involves leaving. Uh, yeah. All right, sure. She sets Chili down. All right, Chili starts uh running that like not that top speed, but like moving pretty right, quick right. up yeah, up yeah. the stairs into the front door. Stops at the front door, pees a bit, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Then uh-huh. uh yeah um, you open up the front door and you do not see the neighborhood on the other side, you just see white light. Okay, so that's definitely bad, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Oh my god, it is haunted. Yeah. Uh. I mean, is that where the energy's coming from? Does it feel like that's the energy? Yes. I guess it is. Right, well, I guess we're gonna have to do whatever... Dumb bullshit Michael has in store for us. Great. I have a theory about what's going on here, but Chili would not know how to put that together. (laughs) You, um, head out the door and for a moment are just sort of blinded by the light, but as you get a sense of... Are we also revved up like a deuce? God fucking damn it. (laughs) We can't keep doing this every time there's a bright light. Yes, we can. <laughs> we absolutely can. <laughs> Luke, this is a hell you have crafted for yourself. Yeah, I know. Um, as you sort of become aware of your surroundings again, you all um, fall to the ground as you realize that you were all kind of awkwardly crammed into a single chair. Um, and you look around and... You're in the bedroom again, but not quite. It is a much larger room. Uh, the furniture is all the same. It's just, like, spaced out more because the room is about uh, several times the size it was. It looks kind of silly. Like, all the pictures are, like, way too low on the wall, and there's just a bunch of empty space above them. Oh, no, 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 no. This is bad. This. I don't like this. Oh, this is an infinitely nested house loop, isn't it? Uh, what happens when you o- we open the front door this time? Yeah, uh, if you head downstairs, the staircase is um, much uh, longer than it was before. And as you head down, you can see, uh, yeah, there's the front door. But uh, taking the, the living room is now, like, warehouse-sized. And there is Michael's house in the middle of the living room. 
Man, what the fuck? Okay, now I have anxiety. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Well, I'm gonna try opening both the front door of the outer house and the front door of the inner house at once. Wait, hold on. If we just walked through the door of a house and ended up in a chair, does that mean we were in a universe already? Kind of seems like it, but how could that be possible? I mean, we didn't start out that way. I mean, sometimes when you walk through a front door, you just end up in the universe without noticing it, but it didn't feel like we were in a universe. It felt like we were still in the undertow. I guess we could have been. What does it feel like now? It feels like we're still in the undertow. Uh, Luke, what does it look like outside, and what does it look like inside the house in the house? The door to the inner house is locked, and uh, Mm. the door leading out is just more white light. I mean, if I think we have somebody who can pick locks hat consoles, right? Yeah. You do, that's true. I guess, I guess... And can opener. I guess I can. I'm not sure how that would make... The problem is I don't think that, that makes sense with how, how Cyber Angel currently works, because it's like uh, a Vita now. Do you do you have a hairpin? Oh, yeah, I, I guess I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you're literally picking a lock here. Like, you don't have to hack a console. It's been a while since I've done that. Uh... All right, so I, that is an Ellie roll. Yep. Okay, that's that's better. Um, that's going to be a nine. Nine. Okay, so I think you get one advantage off the list, right? Yes. Uh, crap, what was that list again? Going back to the season one spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, quickly, quietly... No alarm, I want to say. Yeah, and you don't lose your tools. I guess, uh, no alarm? Okay. Yeah, you pick the lock, and uh, the door can open. All right, what's in there? I think, uh, from out, looking out, looking into it from outside, it just looks like the house you were just in, and are kind of still in, but, like, the dimensions of it look like they should through the door. Then why was it locked? That's a good question. Do we want to go in or out? Because Chili Chili trots in and doesn't investigate. Um, Yeah, you trot in, do an investigate. Yeah, uh, give me that investigate roll, Chili. Uh, That'd be a ten. Ten. Yeah, give me three questions. What's hidden here? So, now that you kind of have both houses in your, uh, like... You know, you're aware of them both. You can feel that that flow of energy you were following before. It uh, goes out the front door of the inner house and up to, like, underneath of the chair that you appeared out of uh, upstairs. And then comes down, goes down to the bigger house's panel box, does the same weird little loop, and then goes out the bigger house's front door. Okay, so it's like this house is being fed energy from outside of it, which is being fed into the... It, the, the the inner house is being fed from the outer house, which is being fed from an unknown source. Okay. Possibly an even bigger house. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, this is so dumb. <laughs> no, no, I love this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who's in control with, which I guess means, uh, what can I surmise, ab- surmise maybe about the, the, 
the source of this energy. You can feel the direction it's coming from, but I, you know, not to uh, shut down your question, but it just, your ability to trace it just kind of fades the further out it gets, especially once it passes the threshold of the second house. Okay. Um, What complications should I be wary of? I think as you're paying very close attention, you can hear and feel a very light, almost imperceptible, like, creaking in the inner house. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I back out quickly. Uh-huh. And just say, ah, lock it again, lock it again, lock it again. Uh, okay. I close the door, and... Well, I think I broke the lock, so I can't do that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm kind of worried that it was locked to keep something in, not us out. Um... There's something in there. Well, where where does the electricity come from in this house? Okay, okay, okay. So it's one of those um, it's one of those scary little doll things where when you open it up, there's another scary little doll inside of it. Uh, Matryoshka. Akasuntai. Um. <laughs> no. Uh. So the the you know how the energy was coming into the first house we were in from outside. Yeah, and then we and then we stepped outside and we like fell out of the chair and we were in this house. You're saying um, this is the outside? No, there's another outside and the energy's coming from there. I think it's a uh, like it keeps looping further and further in. So we got to go through another glowy door. Maybe. Okay. All right. Hey, let's do it. Fuck this place. Lady Luck is like trembling. Oh, hey, are, are you all right, lady? Um. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Harvey's gonna put a hand on her shoulder. L- look, I get that uh, you don't want to show weakness or whatever, but it's really not very convincing. And this feels familiar to me. But you don't right. remember why? No. Oh, that is scary. Honestly, probably the most unsettling thing I've heard so far. <laughs> you guys are probably not helping her right now. Do, I guess I don't know how we leave at this point, but do you want to, like, you don't have to keep following us, following along with us. Can you teleport? No. I think you have to come with us then. Yeah, I would, listen, I don't know if it's going to be better, but it's not here, so yeah, it's, um... Yeah. Chili Chili jumps uh, at her, like, into basically into her arms to see if she'll catch her. I think uh, she almost doesn't, not out of, like, you know, spite or anything, but because she is, like, too absorbed in her own, like, thoughts. But she kind of catches you at the last second. Yeah, Chili just kind of, like, snuggles up to her, I guess, and, like, tries her best to exude a comforting aura. Lady Luck uh, gives in and just kind of gives you a little squeeze. It'll be okay. You've got us here with you. Let's uh, keep moving. Yeah. yeah let's let's go. Uh, Harvey, I think I will hold your hand this time. Uh, thanks. I, I actually appreciate that also. <laughs> yeah, you know, having exit buddy. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we're going out the door. All right. You are once again um, bathed in light. And are unable to see anything. I avoided saying the phrase this time. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> uh, hang on. 
I need to look something up. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm, th- I'm thinking of I'm thinking of remain in light. Never mind. <laughs> Fuck up. Uh, and um, yeah, everything just kind of goes white around you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ad break. Uh, Molly here, coming to you live from editing hell. Uh, where I am putting together some of the stuff for the finale, but taking a moment to record this little ad break for Rock 43. Um, thanks, everyone, for being here. Hell of a day. Um, I am here mostly to tell you about the Patreon that keeps the show going, uh, patreon.com slash Playtest. I'm going to give you a little rundown of what you can get on that website. Uh, for $1 a month, you get episodes a week in advance. Um, something to keep in mind is that even though Pop and Rock are finishing up here soon, we are still going to be keeping the format where we're releasing episodes a week in advance. We have a bunch of those um, one-shot campaigns that y'all paid for. Thank you so much for that again. Um, so, yeah, definitely definitely something to keep doing uh, because eventually we will get through all of those and be back to uh, like another season of Eidolon. So um, it should be a fun time. Uh, definitely recommend keeping on. Um, for $3 a month, you get all of the design sessions. Luke and I are going to be recording another one of those this week, uh, if you are listening to this on the Patreon feed, I guess. Um, we also have Idol on Playlist, which we are also recording this week, <laughs> if you're listening to this on Patreon. That should be up before the end of January here, um, God willing, unless something catastrophic happens. Uh, we have been very busy this month recording finale stuff. Um, also, at the $3 tier, you get Luke's GM notes. Uh, definitely worth reading. Uh, we're, since we're coming up on the end of things here, um, might be good to have if you uh, are interested in keeping an eye on that. Um, at the $5 tier, you get the original copy of Eidolon Become Your Best Self, written by me and Luke. Um, you can play that with your friends. We, You know, it's the old Powered by the Apocalypse game that we're playing here now. Uh, but it's pretty good, if you ask me, and uh, clearly you think so if you're listening to this episode. So um, you should play it. You should tell us about it. You should send your feedback to idleonplaytest at gmail.com if you have ideas, uh, or at least uh, ideas about things we could fix. And I don't want original ideas. I don't want to steal your ideas. Thank you. Um, you also get the Idol on Season 1 and 2 soundtrack. Um, something to keep in mind is in the future, the soundtracks are going to be moving up to the next tier. Uh, because frankly, Maxi deserves more money for those things. Uh, so um, you could still get season one and two soundtrack for five dollars. We're not going to take that off of there. Uh, but in the future, if you want the music, you're going to have to jump up to the ten dollar tier, which is the grab bag. Um, currently, we are doing another extra podcast where we force Zoe to listen to, uh, not listen to, to watch uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure season six, Stone Ocean. Uh, and it is called Actually I Meant For You To Pod My Cast, where, uh, as I recall, I'm sorry, I have not listened to the episodes yet, I've been very busy, uh, but Zoe is being currently bullied by Ty, Luke, and uh, Iris uh, to have to watch the gay, well, girl gay uh, series of JoJo that is currently coming out on Netflix. So if you want to hear uh, Zoe tortured in real time, you should absolutely uh, be subscribed to that because um, there's there's very little on this earth better than when Zoe is mad at us. It's great. We love it. That sounds mean, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> also, at the $5 level, uh, you get your name read out. We do 25 names per episode. 
So here are the folks we are calling out this time. Uh, we have Parrish, Sarah Wistful Stargazer, Smokey, Bizarre Logo, Zach Weatherford, Mary Painter, LV, Freebie, Trans Butch Joey, Theodore Beauregard Mann, May Lover, Shoban Peridot Rose, Hannah, John Brownlee, Virgil Purcell, Propagable, Black Album 22, Tabitha Spokes, AJ, Kyle Wayne LaCroix, Gray Astor, Becky Scott Fairley and George Soros, uh, Pete Shaka, Hazel Miller, and Kenning. Thank you all so much for your support. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, thank you to everybody who's been listening the whole time. Honestly, we are coming up on the end of something that we have been working on for two full years now, and that's wild to think about. So um, thank you. Uh, an extra thing is if you are listening to this episode on the free feed, you are nearly out of time to submit your voice clip for the Everything Will Be Alright uh, cover that Maxi is writing. So please make sure you get that into idleonplaytest at gmail.com. Um, just a reminder, those need to be in by February 1st or you will not be in there. So please make sure you do that if you are interested in doing that. Um, if you can't give us any money on Patreon, completely understandable, please, uh, tell people about our show. Leave us a little review. Um, tell your friends that you're listening to the best podcast on the internet and nobody knows about it and the people need to know about it. Uh, yeah, I'll stand by that. That's true. Um, and, uh, I think that's pretty much it for the ad break. Um, Luke, if I forgot anything, feel free to add it later, but I think I'm pretty much good. Uh, I'll let y'all get back to our silly little episode here. Bye. Joseph University of North Gibsonburg is a small college in northern Ohio, about a half hour south of Toledo. It was originally founded in 1903 by Ethelwolf Burgess Joseph, who funded the school's construction by selling his independent steel mill to Carnegie Steel in 1895. According to legend, Joseph was fearful that the 20th century would give rise to a society of automata, that the working man would die off as metal mechanoids conquered every sector of honest industry, and he sold off his steel mill because he wanted no part in bringing about the iron apocalypse that he foresaw. Joseph believed that the age of the body was rapidly coming to a close, and that if the human race was to survive the, quote, clockwork anti-utopia of their own nefarious design, they must work to usher in an age of the mind. This was the rationale behind the construction of his university, a campus situated outside of any major cities where scholars could hone their mental prowess and become the kind of people that Ethelwolf Joseph believed were destined to inherit the Earth. The school's primary focus, then as now, was the liberal arts and humanities, Joseph himself taught many courses on philosophy in the college's early days, until the school was forced to choose between losing its accreditation or stopping Joseph from passing off his eccentric ramblings as professional lectures. Gibsonburg itself is a small town of only a few thousand people. Originally, it was founded around the railroad in the late 1870s, but Joseph used his considerable money and influence to have the railways destroyed. He considered the railroad to be one of the primary vectors of the metal poison now coursing through the veins of America. Ironically, it's highly likely that he himself suffered from lead poisoning as a consequence of his time in the steel industry. In Joseph's vision, the school would be a site of pilgrimage for those seeking knowledge, who would come on foot to learn about their part in the coming age of the mind. In reality, the destruction of the railroad was catastrophic for the town, and 
For several years, Gibsonburg shrank in population until the widespread availability of cars made it less isolated and inaccessible. After his massively unpopular ab abolition of the railway, Joseph was unable to stop the town from building paved roads for automobiles. He was also unsuccessful in his attempts to have the town renamed to Ethel Wolf. In the modern day, all of this is pretty much just local historical trivia. These days, Joseph University is a fairly run-of-the-mill liberal arts school in a college town in Ohio. It has a few notable alumni, most notably uh, 44th President of the United States, Henry Vladimir Dracula. It's currently late March, the first week after spring break, and you are in a small basement classroom in Morgan Hall. The room's fairly dirty and in need of maintenance. Several of the ceiling lights have burnt out, and a few more occasionally flicker in and out. The harsh sterile light from what bulbs are still working mixes oddly with the sunlight coming in through the dusty ground-level windows near the ceiling. Two dead cockroaches are in the back corner near a cluster of unused desks. Whoever's job it is to clean them up hasn't been around in a while. There's a mildewy scent in the air that you had mostly gotten used to before spending a week away from class. Uh, you are all in uh, Professor Harvard Godlove's class. What do you teach, Professor? Uh, well, I teach drama and playwriting. Um, I actually used to be a playwright myself. Had a few local successes, but more recently I've been taking a break from that whole thing. Came back to the old hometown, uh, trying to instill a love of the arts in a new generation. Yeah, unfortunately, you have a grand total of uh, three students in here. You have uh, Jenny Calbert, Holly Wilson, and um, Christina Masters. So that's not great for spreading the love of, you know, the stage. Listen, obviously, it's a small start. Lots of things are, but if we can just get one real good production together, really light a fire in the student body, I have high hopes. Well, great. <laughs> uh, yeah, S students, uh, how closely are you paying attention to the lecture versus doing something else? Uh, Christina actually is paying attention, but to be honest... And she hasn't really told this to the teacher yet. She's not really here for the performing arts. She's mostly trying to get inspiration for her visual novel. <laughs> Great. Uh, Holly is not even trying to pay attention. She's she's just doodling in her notebook. <laughs> this is this is a credit. Yeah, yeah. Jenny, what about you? Uh, Jenny was initially kind of interested in this. I think she's. She's the one who convinced Holly to take it, but realizing that this was is not going to uh, be quite as moody as she was hoping. This guy is way too like enthusiastic about shit. Her interest has waned significantly. I see. I see. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the uh, lecture kind of just goes as usual. Uh, professor, you're doing your best to, you know engage your admittedly small class um, when suddenly you hear a loud telephone ringing. Do I recognize that telephone? It it pings something for you in the back of your head. Uh, I'm just gonna take five, everybody. I need to go take this real quick. Take take what, Professor? Uh, uh, uh sorry, I have a phone call? Um, uh, Professor, you're not supposed to have your phone on in class. Now, Jenny... Listen, I've let it slide for the three of you enough times, haven't I? He does kind of have a point. I, but I, now that's true. I also don't hear a phone. Maybe it's, is it on vibrate? Do you have it on vibrate? No, no, it's, it's definitely ringing loudly. And also it does 
Sounds like an old-fashioned telephone, the kind that actually has, like, a little bell. Uh, I don't hear anything. Okay, no, you should definitely go get that. Maybe you should go to the nurse's office instead? No, 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 instead? go get the phone. Go get the phone. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna check for the phone first, and then, depending on how that goes, might be nurse's office and call class early time. So, Jenny whispers loudly to the others, I think he's having a psychotic break. Okay, I, I would be... I would appreciate it if you waited to spread rumors about my mental state until I left the room. Uh, everybody, take five. I, again, I will be right back. And I'm gonna go check out that ringing. Okay, we're following him, right? Yeah, Jenny immediately gets up to follow. <laughs> <laughs> if he is having a breakdown, this is gonna make the entire class worth it. I think, I think Christina at first doesn't notice what they're doing. She's too busy writing down in her notebook raccoon macbeth question mark uh <laughs> but then when just, she as a, just as an aside that's a banger idea absolutely follow that uh, then when she notices she's the only one still sitting down she's like oh oh okay i'll and she, she like quickly closes her notebook and goes to follow them <laughs> yeah you uh follow the professor um mr Godlove, you uh Follow the sound of the ringing to another room in the basement, uh, the generator room, where you've not been in here before, and you didn't realize there was a phone back here. Um, in the back, you can hear it the ringing coming from a... There's sort of a square in the wall where the concrete is a different color, as if it was laid at a different point than the rest of the wall. Well, that's peculiar. And you can just hear the phone ringing from that area of the wall. Uh, alright. Well, now I know you three followed me in here because none of you are particularly stealthy. Uh, does any of you happen to have a pocket knife? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think both of them look at, Virgi- uh, look at uh, Holly. <laughs> Holly, uh, can you lend that to me? And I'll just bump your grade up like, uh, I don't know, half a tier... Full grade. It's just a knife, alright? Full grade. Fine. Full grade. She tosses him the knife. Uh, I think he just opens it and starts trying to, like, carve the concrete out of the rest of the wall. Okay, yeah, I think there was maybe some, like, putty kind of, uh, sealing it to the rest of the concrete, but you managed to cut through that with the knife. I feel like this is a more heavy-duty job than a pocket knife is usually used for. You're kind of ruining her knife in the process. Well, I did give her a full grade for it, so... <laughs> Man. I really wish I would have had the knife instead. Holly, I'm not going to ask you if you have a replacement knife uh, handy. I'm going to ask how many replacement knives you have handy. Three. Okay. <laughs> it makes it makes getting her gifts very easy. <laughs> and to be honest, that was the smaller one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you uh, managed to pull away There's sort of like a concrete panel here And behind it, sure enough Is a very fancy looking Old fashioned telephone And the three of you see it And as soon as you do, you hear it ring now too Oh, there's the phone Oh wow, you're right, that uh, is very obnoxious I think Professor Godlove Just like spins on his heels And he has the smuggest grin on his face Oh, are you sure you three don't need to go see the nurse? It sounds like you might be having a breakdown. No, I think we are. <laughs> well, listen, 
Collective psychosis is a very fascinating experience. I know it's not really my field, but you should look up the dancing plague. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, well, be... yeah. When all those nuns went crazy, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, I'm gonna answer this phone. <laughs> uh. Yeah. You pick up the phone and uh, you just hear on the other side a woman's voice say, "Um, thank you for calling. A limousine will be sent shortly." And then a click. Hmm. What does say? It said thank you for calling. Uh, I don't think I called anyone. Wait, 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 wait. Is this like a performance or something? No, no. Listen, is this? Did you write this? Yeah. How did you? No. How did you make the? How did you make the phone not ring until we saw it? Yeah. Do you have no, like a switch up there in the classroom, like under your desk or something? He just pulls out a notepad and starts writing down ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you didn't uh, think sorry. of this yourself, actually, did you? No, no, this is, uh, I'm pretty sure this is very real. Also, is anybody else getting, like, the weirdest sense of deja vu? No. no. The entire room suddenly starts to melt around you. Oh, it's an acid flashback, okay. But I don't take drugs. Wait, where did I get acid? <laughs> right, you three are, well, now you three could be in my imagination. Hold on, have you been taking acid in class? Not in class. That's why it's a flashback. Try and keep up, Christina. But you do like have access to acid. I'm not telling you kids that because <laughs> listen, listen. I'm not going to tell you drugs are bad. I think drugs can be very useful, but you need to learn how to get it on your own. Don't tell the dean. I okay, said that, one of the actually. ways of getting it on your own though would be blackmailing a teacher into giving it to you. Some fucking teacher you are. <laughs> well. The room proceeds to melt until it is like water that just crashes down over all of you. Uh, you are like lost and floating through just nothing for a moment before it disperses and you find yourself uh, in a strange space. Uh, just a weird sort of oil slick ground seems to extend on forever and overhead there are just... Uh, a ton of different moons, each one that looks like it's in a different phase. What is going on here? And sure enough, a limousine pulls up out here, and a guy steps out and says, Yes, hello, I'm here to pick up, uh, Professor Godlove. Uh, yeah, that's that's me. Excellent, uh, please step inside. Uh, can, can we come too? I, I have no problem with it. Cool. Well, then, any guest of... The professor is certainly welcome. Uh, okay. Hey, wait, uh, real quick, where are we? Oh, of course, you're in the undertow. And that is? Oh, I've, re I've read about this. It's a, a sort of a collective unconscious slash alternate dimension underpinning reality, isn't it? Wait, when, when were you going to tell us about that? Well, I didn't think it was real. I thought it was just like a metaphor. Oh, but that'd be such a good thing to use for plays, though. <laughs> said you kept telling us about Hamlet. It's about a boy who's sad. Okay, no, you are sig you are significantly understating the complexity and the cultural significance of Hamlet. If Hamlet's so good, why has it never gotten a sequel? It did get a sequel. It was called Hamlet 2. It had, like, Jack Black or something in it. Okay, well, I'm glad to know Jack Black exists in this universe still. <laughs> Holly, Holly, like, shrugs and goes, like, I kind of like it when boys are sad. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody in the damn car. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, before too long, uh, you arrive uh, at the estate, an impossibly large mansion, uh, seemingly the only structure out here in the undertow at all. Uh, Professor, this all feels bizarrely familiar to you as uh, the driver introduces you to the head butler of the house, Joanna, who in turn introduces you to the master of the house, the great Ron Wee, who seems to know you. Listen, he he's not ringing any bells, uh, but this is some weird rich people shit, isn't it? Hey, listen, I've been many things in my life, but I've never been rich. Well, whoever lives here sure is. I feel like you're not really uh, getting the whole concept of uh, metaphysical subreality. Right, because that's just made up stuff for, you know, philosophy majors to feel important. I mean, if if it's not real, then are we just having some collective psychedelic freakout? You are not. Oh, okay, yes. Ron Wee's here. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Ron, Ronnie, ha- wh- why did you bring us here? I didn't. You brought yourself here. Uh, yeah, no, I remember that. The, they said I, like, called a limo. I don't really know anything about that. It is very unsurprising to me that you are ignorant. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm really just getting it from everybody today. <laughs> that, was a, that was a pretty sick burn, actually. What did he... What did he do to you, man? He didn't do anything to me at all. Oh, is that the problem? Like, did you oh. stand this guy up once? Hmm. Joanna, why don't you show our guests to a room? Right away, sir. Yes, if you'll come with me, I can show you your accommodations. Um, is it one room for everyone, or, like, can we get separate rooms? She has already, like, shot off. Uh... What is... Wait, what do you mean... I think, like, Holly tries to run after her. He's like, wait, what do you mean accommodations? Don't accept any food. They could be the fair folk. <laughs> oh, also, don't tell them your true name if that's the case. Oh, I'm definitely accepting some food. No, I'm definitely eating the food. One thing sort of leads to another. Uh, Joanna leads you into a room that feels like a bizarre, like, funhouse mirror version of your classroom, and... You battle some monsters in there, awakening to your Eidolons in the process. Uh, Professor, what's your Eidolon called? Uh, my Eidolon is called 24 Carat Magic. Uh, it looks like a shining golden scorpion, and it obliterates my enemies with... I don't know, like, it's not really a Midas thing. It doesn't turn them into gold. It just kind of, like, poisons them, and it's gold-themed. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it gives them gold poisoning. Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, uh, Holly, what about you? Uh, Holly's Eidolon is Sparks, uh, and it kind of still looks like a... Um, I guess it'd be more appropriate for it to kind of be like a flint and steel kind of situation, you know? Okay. Uh, and, you know, it does what it says it does. She, It blows stuff up still. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jenny, how about you? Uh, yeah, my Eidolon's called End of a Life. Uh, it's a it's a giant skull that shoots out corpses. What more do you want from me? <laughs> sure, that's fine. Uh, uh, Christina, uh, my Eidolon's name is Real Emotion, uh, and it's a real physical hacked PS Vita. Uh, well, actually, it's a hacked PSP. I'm so good with it that when I can use it, I can manipulate reality like it's a tactics RPG. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you make pretty quick work of the monsters that you find in there, and upon seeing your Eidolons, Joanna remarks that uh, she must have been mistaken, and you are not guests, but uh, new servants, which is great, because the estate has uh, seen better days and could really use some cleaning. Well, listen, if I'm anything, I'm one of the ma- those masters like Ron Wee. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't buy that. <laughs> I'm not really good at cleaning. Oh, well, that's totally fine. I mean, it looks like you did a wonderful job in here, and uh, we will tell you what. Why don't we get you home, and uh, you can come back here tomorrow for some employee orientation. How about that? Wait, wait, wait. Does blowing stuff up count as cleaning now? Yeah, honestly, if cleaning is what we did in there, I'm kind of cool with this. Yeah, uh, (laughs) you agree to uh, become servants of the estate and uh, end up back at home. Um... It turns out that what you did over there had some effects on the world around you. Um, You're no longer in a shitty, uh, underserved classroom. You're in, like, a nice one now, Professor. And you have more than three students. You are, like, a successful drama teacher. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, Walking into the classroom and seeing all these other people... uh... Jenny's just going to turn to Holly and be like, is it too late to drop? Yeah, like two weeks ago. Wait, no, we don't have to put effort into it. We've got blackmail on this guy. Yeah, but I don't want to be in a I don't want to be in a popular class. Oh, you're one of those kids. Okay. (laughs) It's just it's just one class. All right, but we're sitting in the back. Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) Holly and Jenny just making out during class. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Christina just sitting next to them awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm fine being lonely. <laughs> Doodling OCs. Um, and yeah, before too much longer, you're summoned back to the estate and uh, occasionally just have to clean some rooms, um, which have... Strange effects on reality, and uh, let me ask you this. Which one of you eventually gets it into your head to um, try to clean a room for personal gain? I think it might be Harvard. Okay, yeah. (laughs) What do you do, Harvard? So, uh, I mentioned earlier that I had a few local successes, but my first attempt to actually put on a big production... Uh... Listen, there's a reason I'm taking a break mm-hmm. <laughs> from actually producing plays and focusing on teaching in a small town where most people don't recognize me. Uh-huh. Um, you, you folks know Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? Oh, boy. <laughs> I sure do. Oh, no. Yes. So I'm just going to say that there's a room that involves a very powerful lighting rig <laughs> And uh, a wire-based flight sequence. Oh, God. Uh, Maybe a few broken limbs. Maybe a few thousand dollars in refunds. Um, And, yeah, I'm just going to try and rearrange some things over there. Okay. Um, Let me think of the right way to go about doing this. (laughs) I can't can't believe we're going to make Spider-Man turn off the dark a successful endeavor. I mean, I think the implication is things are going to go awry from this. Let me... L- all right, let, let's 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 do it this way. Um, and Iris, I'm sorry I'm throwing you a bit of a curveball here. Oh, boy. But, uh... <laughs> Harvard, you are 
successful in uh, making Spider-Man turn off the dark. You know, you you're not going nuts. You don't make it the greatest now, show in history. Now, I, I do want to be clear. I'm not. I didn't literally make Spider-Man turn off the dark. I was just using you that sure? as a point of comparison. Are, oh, I see. Okay, well, you should have clarified. I think it's too late. I think it's too late for that clarification. You know what? I will accept. The that. people have spoken. You you personally created Spider-Man turn off the, the dark. Power, the power of improv. You better be yes anding us here. Uh huh. Hey yeah. hey, who's the fucking teacher? All right. <laughs> Yeah, you really, uh, you really let Julie Taymor take a lot of the blame publicly, but, uh, you know. <laughs> um, you successfully make the show a success. That was a bad sentence, but too bad. <laughs> I'm not editing it. Nope. Um, but, you know, there's ripple effects and things change, uh... Christina never went to this school now. Uh, Jenny and Holly, you woke up with uh, some guy named Bart Lightkill who uh, insists he's been your friend all semester long. I don't. I don't mm. think either of us would be friends with a guy at this school. <laughs> yeah, no. Now hold on. We've been hanging out for for months now. Well, that, no, we we haven't. I don't know who you are. I'm Bartholomew Lightkill. I'm your, I'm one of your closest friends here. I would definitely remember if I knew somebody named Bartholomew Lightkill. Yeah, I would think that too. It's a badass name, honestly. Oh well, thank you. But also, it's very strange that you're trying to like push me off like this. I mean, if you just don't want to be friends anymore, you should just say that right out instead of doing this weird amnesia thing. Yeah, I mean, Bart, you've been there with them to the estate. You have an Eidolon. Your Eidolon is called the Gambler. Oh! Okay. Uh, does it have a different power? Are we still going with the tigers coming out of light thing? Hmm. Let's, let's say yes, yeah. You know what? Sometimes the power doesn't add up very well. I would definitely remember if I knew someone who could make tigers out of light. Yeah, especially if it was even the gambler. Well, I mean, let me show you. And and he uh, takes out his his cell phone. Are we in an era where like smartphones are a thing, or are we still doing? Yeah, like- you're like 2020. Okay. Uh, so he takes out his smartphone and like turns and turns it on, and like he makes a, a tiny little neon uh, tiger like stand on top of the phone and do a little. Rah! Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe we do want to be this oh guy's my God. friend. No, I do want to be friends with him. Look at that little guy. I, I know. He's just the cutest little thing. Okay, well, sorry about earlier. Uh, I wasn't lying, though. Yeah, uh, but... honestly, we do not remember you, but um, yeah, let's let's give this friendship thing a try. All right. Well, if you're, if you're willing to, to work it out, then, you know, I, I won't take it personally. Maybe, uh, maybe Professor Harvard will have an idea of why your mind's all muddled like that. I mean, I'd assume it's some undertow stuff. Wait, do you think... you think the professor did something? I mean, it could have been any one of us, right? Like, we never... Well, no, because normally we remember the way things used to be. Yeah, we would remember. So, yeah, so one of us did something. Well, it wasn't me. I mean, I, I could say it wasn't me, but also, like, if someone did do something on their own, it's not like any of us would have any alibis whatsoever, so I guess we kind of just gotta trust each other on this one. 
I'm I'm picturing the three of you showing up to class and Harvard is just visibly in a much nicer suit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely Harvard. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Why why do you say that? I mean, look at it. Cuz that suit is way too expensive. Oh, it is. Uh This guy doesn't look like a mess at all. Uh I I mean, it, he's he's successful playwright Harvard Godlove. Yep, it was that's, definitely him. That's correct. And and you three can talk to me about it after class. Very busy day today. Yeah, and uh, yeah, after class, it sort of comes out that uh, yeah, Harvard made some changes behind all of your backs, which uh, I think, to say the least, fractures the trust amongst the group, which gets even worse once uh, it spills over in a way that Joanna catches wind of this unauthorized room cleaning. And arranges to have all of you fired, which is to say erased from existence. Now, now, listen, listen, I think this is a little much. I was just doing a little bit of overtime, you know? Yeah, we had nothing that, We had nothing to do with this. Erase him if you want, but leave us hey, out of it. Hey, hey, no, listen, that room needed cleaning. It was a mess in there. It's my job, isn't it? Smash cut to all of you in the dungeon. <laughs> you know, when I signed up for this job, I was not expecting to be betrayed by the playwright that I looked up to and joined this college specifically to learn Shut from. Shut the hell up, Bart. Jesus. Okay, listen, listen. No, I know how we can fix this, all right? No, but go ahead. How? <laughs> we just need to find the room where I found the room that started this mess. And we undo what I did and then this whole thing's not a problem anymore. Bart, I don't know if you'll exist anymore, so kind of asking you to make a little bit of a sacrifice here. You can't get rid of Bart? Oh, we, we love this guy. You've known him for a day! We've known you him knew Christina! Yeah! He's our best friend now! <laughs> oh my god. Ba- Bart kind of tears up a little and says, Oh, guys, I, I appreciate it. We appreciate you. I feel the same way. Also, besides, I, I don't think mucking around in... in rooms again is is gonna it's it's gonna be like a matryoshka doll of bad decisions you could say i've always found those things super creepy (laughs) uh you hear a voice suddenly say well if you're not into that idea i could suggest something else there is suddenly a shirtless dude in here lounging on a pinball table (laughs) (laughs) oh my uh, Harvard is just like adjusting his tie and slicking his hair back. <laughs> yeah, hey, how's it going? The name's uh, Lord Kickback. Uh, you guys seem like you're in a bit of trouble, huh? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, uh, turns out I'm kind of in a little bit of trouble too. Maybe we can uh, come to an arrangement. W- what kind of trouble are we talking about here? Well, it's not me specifically. It's uh, my boyfriend. He is trapped at the. You hear the heart of glass, it's all the way at the bottom of this place, kind of powers the whole thing. Okay, why Why is he in there? Eh, he's stuck inside it, it's a long story, it doesn't really matter. Point is, I'd love to get him out of there, but I kind of need a little bit of help to make that happen. Okay, but do you get us out of here for that? Oh yeah, that'd be part of the deal. I get you out of here if you help me free uh, my boyfriend Teoff. And uh, if we do that, we don't get erased from reality? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
we'll need to take care of that first. Actually, that'll dovetail great into the first thing you're gonna need to do. See, in order to uh, make the heart vulnerable, you're gonna have to make a series of, let's call them, uh, tricky skill shots. <laughs> the only way to make the heart vulnerable is to kill every angel. That... But luckily for you, what? one of the angels is uh, the guy in charge of erasing you people, so seems like a good place to start. Sorry, yeah, you want us to kill, like, every angel? Oh, yeah, I mean, there's not that many of them. That seems like it might have consequences. Ah, you know. Uh, killing angels, that's kind of sick, um, but I don't they kind of run, like, the universe? I mean, yeah, but they're kind of doing a shitty job, don't you think? Yeah, but if they aren't, but if they're dead, how will the universe continue to happen? That's where I live, dude. Yeah, uh-huh. But, uh, I mean, you're not living, uh, if you don't do anything, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's absolutely kill the one that's gonna make us stop existing, but... <laughs> no, no, listen. I'll only let you out of here if you agree to kill all of them. Now, I've got an idea. Yeah, I'm listening. Ron's, Ron's in charge of this place, right? So, why don't we just find the point at which he became master... Uh, rejigger some things around a little bit. We can just sort of skip over this whole chain of side quests uh, and just have them all fuck off somewhere. Or just tell them to kill each other. You know, save us all some trouble. I mean, however you want to get it done is fine by me. As long as all the angels die, that is all I need. Dude, what's your Adelon? Chop suey? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, I don't think he'll help us out of here unless we really do kill all of them. And I don't, listen, I I don't want to die, so. I don't know, but isn't, like, dying to keep all of reality from falling apart kind of cool? No, because I want to be alive. L um, listen, 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 listen. Girls. And Bart. Sorry, I guess I really should include you, even also, though. Also, uh, don't call us girls. <laughs> you're, you're. You're what, 19? One, we're adults. Two, an older man calling college-age women girls is only ever creepy. Okay, students. Did you, do you prefer that? Students. My, my darling pupils. We're, we're really making this less creepy. The, okay, well, now you're being weird about it. I should never become a professor. This was the worst decision. This was the second worst decision, I should sh say, that I've ever made in my life. What was the first? It was Spider-Man turn off the dark. I feel like we've litigated that one enough by now. Okay, yeah, on the one hand, we're all getting, like, unmade and stuff, but apparently that's what created Bart, so who can say if it's good or bad? <laughs> yeah, mixed reviews. Anyway, yes, I'll take the deal. Yeah, I, I suppose we don't really have much choice right now. I mean, we do, but if Holly's gonna take it, I'm, I'll take it too. I will also... Take the devil's bargain. Well, that seems like a rude thing to call me. You just met me. Is it inaccurate? It does kind of sounds like a devil's bargain. Yeah, no, this this is all very devil yeah. kind of okay. behavior. You know what? I've met devils. They suck. I'm yeah. way cooler than them. L listen, it's, uh, he's like a third faction, I think. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. There's a second faction? Obviously, <laughs> there's angels, there's demons. Try and keep up, Holly. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Lord Kickback frees you from the cell, and you go on to 
battle Metatron in the paperwork department and uh, save yourselves from being erased. And uh, then go on to just really raise hell throughout the estate, killing uh, all kinds of angels. Uh, you know, you kill Raphael Hubert, Jagudiel Vincent, you kill Joanna, which that one you don't feel too bad about. No, 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 that one's, that one's fine. You kill Gabriel B. That guy actually seemed like he might have been cool, but, you know, what are you going to do? Job's a job. Yeah. He, uh, he seemed to know it was going to happen. Yeah, that didn't make it better. I think Holly is actually pretty torn up about that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you kill, uh, uh, I'm blanking on his fucking name. God damn it. Uriel Peter. Thank you, Molly, for knowing what I was (laughs) trying to think of. Uh, yeah, you kill Uriel Peter, the angel in charge of the afterlife, and after that, Lord Kickback, uh, just kind of sets up shop in the parlor of death. Um, you know, a few of you die a couple times along the way, to the point where it kind of starts feeling like death doesn't mean very much. Um, and eventually you reach a point where he tells you, all right, you know, we are just about done here. I think there's only one more angel on the hit list. Yeah? Who's that? I thought we got everybody. Well, you got everybody who's still here, uh, but you still need to take care of Michael Valentine. Okay. What's his deal? Uh, well, he's back in the real world, and he is, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. How are we going to get to Memphis? Why would an angel just hang out in Memphis? I, man, I don't know. That guy's a creep. I, yeah, don't care for him. Look, how do you get there? I don't know. Get a plane ticket? I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but we're college students who don't have jobs. Oh, for God's sake, I'm a successful playwright. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, get us, get us first class. I forgot that you did that. (laughs) Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Probably the only time in my life I'll ever get to ride first class. Oh my <laughs> god, do you three ever stop whining? We're actually gonna live! <laughs> you, uh, yeah, headed down to Memphis on the, <laughs> the, the professor's dime, um, but Michael's not there. Um, you kind of investigate and have reason to think that he has something to do with the Bass Pro Pyramid. But when you go to investigate that, all you find is an army of creepy humanoid monsters. Ew. Okay. Thankfully, tigers are very good at ripping apart humanoid monsters. No, no, no. Hang on. He's not here. How do you know that? What makes you say that? I don't know where he is. But he's not in here. Where the hell is he? How do you know? Uh, look, uh, I, Luke, can I actually roll to uh, dredge the undertow on this? Yeah, sure. All right, that's a seven. Seven, I think, yeah. Um, uh, Professor Godlove, I think as you kind of think about it, memories start floating back to you all about um, when you were younger and your first encounters with the estate with your old friends, including... Ron, uh, things went really badly. Um, you had some confrontations with Michael Valentine at the time. You escaped. Nobody else did. Uh, Ron was trapped there as the master. But, um, then you just kind of went on with your life. Uh, I guess it may be the fact that you fucked up your, uh, career 
in uh, on Broadway was maybe karma for how badly things went back then. But thinking on that and reflecting on what you know from your your previous encounters with Michael Valentine, you get the sense that he is in New Jersey. Uh, now, Luke, there is actually one other question. Yeah, I'm going to uh, have to ask. Okay. What happened to Helmsman Jack? <laughs> uh, he he was killed, in part because of your irresponsible choices. Oh boy, I think I might kind of suck. Yeah, I've been saying that. I mean, I, I wasn't because I was trying to be polite, but... But he was thinking it. We all were. Bart, I do not care about Bart's opinion, alright? Whoa! What the fuck? You know what? Okay. No, that that's that was unfair of me. I'm sorry, Bart. I should really be treating you better. You know what? Your apology is not accepted. Yeah, add a boy. Hey, listen. I've decided to stand up for myself. I even though I may have been a result of a cosmic mistake, I am still a person who deserves respect. Don't worry, buddy. We're all results of a cosmic mistake. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to make that joke. Uh, anyway, I think he's in Jersey. <laughs> he's in Jersey, like New, okay. like New Jersey, oh. like the, like the one that's next to uh, New Amsterdam. Oh, you mean old New York? Okay. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> that's the one. All right, well, book another uh, flight, buddy. I mean, yeah, no, I I can do that pretty easily, honestly. <laughs> hey, you were wrong. We get to fly first class oh, twice. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you all um, head off to New Jersey. True magic is, at its heart, the act of lying to the universe so thoroughly that it believes you, rendering true what was once false. There are many methods to achieving this end. Some use slick lies and con artistry to fool the universe, while... Others state their lies with such conviction and emotion that reality cannot help but be moved by them. Another common method of fooling the universe is through ritual, through the precise mathematical deployment of certain words, actions, and objects, done so artfully that it appears as if the magician is making a compelling, logical case of sorts. You have to light a fuse to detonate a bomb. You have to flip a switch to turn on a light. So maybe then you have to tap a hat three times to pull a rabbit out of it. If the ritual is exact enough and performed with enough precision and conviction, then the universe can be fooled into treating it exactly like any other part of a natural causal chain. This form of magic is exactly what Michael Valentine's true talent is. In building beautiful stained glass mosaics with inhuman mathematical precision, he can make the universe forget that his humans are only glass. And in taking painstaking detail to calculate the precise coordinates at which to erect three pyramids on the American continent, spaced in such a way that the three triangles form an even larger triangle, he can convince the universe that these decisions have vast magical meaning. The exact coordinates, the exact dimensions of the triangle drawn from New Jersey to Nevada to Tennessee don't actually matter. What matters is the feeling of precision. The impression that the ritual could work no other way than to place those three buildings in those three locations, fill each of them with the blood of a master, and activate all three at the stroke of midnight on a particular date in summer. 
In this way, Michael Valentine invents the ritual that allows the Invoker to usurp the natural authority of the estate to claim it for themselves. And that is exactly what he's up to in New Jersey. Um, you sort of get there just in time for the ritual to begin. You also end up meeting up with five criminals from Las Vegas, who I guess have been doing their own thing for a while. And uh, all of you kind of end up both fighting Michael and... From that, one thing sort of leads to another, and Teoth is freed from the Heart of Glass. He is a man who almost just looks like his skin is... Looks like he doesn't have skin, really. He's just musculature crammed into, like, a very sharp suit. And it seems like clockwork just sort of flows out from him. Yeah, I've, I've seen Lord Zed before. <laughs> yeah, sure! Lord Zed minus the, the metal exoskeleton plus a nice three-piece suit. Nice. Lord Zed should wear a three-piece suit. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be Lord good. Lord Zed dressing up for a fancy cocktail party. <laughs> Teoth speaks in a menacing, whispering tone. I can see the endless patterns of the universe. Particles and energy swirling about one another. Each star and each atom, another part of the endless mechanism. Your limited human perception leads you to believe that it is a place of chaos where anything is possible. But I clearly see the truth that it is all as predictable and finite as a well-tuned clock. Your delusions of selfhood, of consciousness, of soul are nothing but minor anomalies microscopic errors in the grand design that I am now free to address. Either the teeth of the gears will crush you, or I will wipe you away. The machine will never stop turning. Lord Kickback is excited to see him at first, but things go south quickly. You try to fight Teoth, but even with Kickback's help, you lose. Reality is destroyed. And before long, you find yourselves separated. Each of you the master of your own universe, within the new neighborhood the demons built in the wreckage of the undertow. Well, not quite each of you. Jenny, you never make it to the neighborhood. You get ensnared in the dark storm clouds that hang above it. Wisps of black smoke that occasionally solidify into gears, springs, weights, and pendulums. This is what Teoth is now, his human form spreading out across the undertow, poking and prodding at the neighborhood below, waiting patiently for an opportunity to undo it all. He reached out to you, perhaps sensing something in you. Cynicism, doubt, a fascination with death and the dead... He saw something in you that he recognized in himself, and he held you here in the sky for untold eons. You watched as the neighborhood slowly spread out across the undertow. You watched your friends, so far away from you now, as they lived out ideal lives in their tailor-made realities. You watched as they were hunted down by the spears of hell, forced to flee, forced to find each other, forced to fight once again. You watch Holly, your love, look for you everywhere. You watched her collapse in despair when she never managed to find you, and you watched her friends pick her back up. 
You watch them confront Astaroth and the HHOA. And all the while, Teoth was here with you, whispering in your ear, bringing out a side of you that watched all of this and could only respond with a shrug. From way up here, it all seemed so... meaningless. Eventually, he completely infected you, filling you with his essence. Your skin paled and the light flickered out behind your eyes. You had no mirror up here, but if you did, you wouldn't recognize yourself anymore. Holly could still recognize you, though. She recognized you the instant she saw you descend from the clouds, only moments after the neighborhood went dark. She watched as you flew toward the one house left that still had light, and she gathered her friends to chase after you. I think everybody's favorite funny scorpion shade, Circuit, uh, is probably just getting really wigged out by all this. (laughs) Right, yes, of course. Uh, Circuit, um, you, Holly, Bart, and Lord Kickback... Uh, arrive at the house Jenny was flying to um, just in time to see her uh, rush inside and as you follow her in you see that this house is much larger on the inside than it was on the outside which isn't that weird as far as undertow homes go but uh, taking up most of the sort of warehouse-sized living room in here is an exact replica of this house. And uh, Jenny rushes towards the front door to that house and uh, opens it and shuts it behind her. Um, For some reason, Lord Kickback seems very nervous. You haven't really seen him this way before. He almost seems afraid. Um, But he is doing his best to kind of quell that because he can, you know, he knows how important Jenny is to you, Holly, and he is trying to help you get her back. Yeah. This is all... It is all just a Matryoshka doll. Holy shit. Fuck. Uh, I... I don't know if you can uh, get her back, Holly. Why not? I just think she might be too far gone. No. It's a box inside a box inside another box. You try to follow Jenny into the second house, but the door is locked and won't open. Um, Holly, you try using your explosive powers on it, but it has no effect. The house seems uh, impervious, and any damage you do on the house you are inside of uh, just immediately heals. Um You look around some more, and you find a chair upstairs, which makes sense. This is apparently an undertow home. Um, But, Holly, when you try to sit down on that to uh, maybe access this universe and get some information, um, a violent jolt of electricity runs through you and throws you out of the chair. And um, the same thing happens with everybody that tries it. It seems completely unusable. Like, it is trying to keep everyone out of this reality. And the entire time, Lord Kickback continues to suggest that maybe it's too late. That maybe Jenny's gone. It seems like maybe he knows something that he's not sharing, or... 
maybe he knows something that he doesn't realize he knows. Um, it seems like the futility of this situation is in some strange way familiar to him. Does does anybody know how to pick a lock? Uh, I, I could try, like, using my stinger on it. I've got something that might help if you're really dead set on this. Of course, of course I'm dis- That's Jenny! Look, I, I get it, but I just... I, I think it's too late. I think you should let her go. I think you should fuck off. We gotta give it a shot. Yeah, okay. No, I get it. <sighs> okay, well then, here. And uh, Lord Kickback reaches into his pocket and pulls out what looks like an arcade token. You remember, uh, uh, Quentin? You've seen him, right? He was there at the end of the world. Yeah, like once. Yeah, well, long, long time ago, uh, he died, and in order to come back to life, I convinced him to give me his luck. Okay. And I probably should have given it back to him, but you know... You lose track of things. Okay, so, like, what What does this have to... So, if you're gonna do this, it might help to have a little extra luck. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think Holly just, like, snatches it out of his hand. Um, but then looks back at him and goes, Okay, now what do I do with it? Yeah, if you just waited, I could have... Here. And he takes it back and uh, pushes it into your head like he's inserting a quarter into a, like, vending machine. Great. Okay. Um, well, I... Okay, I'm gonna go get her, and... I'll be back. Probably. Well, you're not going in there alone. I'm going with you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you... Yeah, you can you can come with. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure Lord Kickback can hold down the fort out here. Yeah, sure. I have a question. What's up, Circuit? If she went in there... Then what's outside the house? I'm getting the feeling that maybe this has all kind of happened before, and maybe, you know, I don't want to make any guesses. Holly, I hope things work out. They will. All right. All right, Circuit. Uh, Do your best here. I feel like my best is, uh, ain't going to be much, but I'll give it a go. Okay, every minute we spend on this goodbye is a minute. I am not finding her, so I'm going. Holly, you try the door to the inner house again. It's still locked tight. The knob won't turn. But you start putting more force into it, channeling the explosive energy of your Eidolon into your hand, and slowly but surely, you force the door open. You barely have a moment to celebrate this small victory before you're sucked into the house, Bart grabbing your hand and getting pulled in right behind you, before the door once again slams shut and the lock repairs itself. Holly, you are sent falling through space. You gasp for air, but there is none. There's nothing at all except for the warmth of Bartholomew's hand firmly grasping your own. It's cold, and it's dark, and you are falling. And then... And then you can feel it welling up inside of you. An explosion. You feel your grip on your Eidolon failing, even as your grip on your friend's hand tightens, and from deep in your chest bursts forth an all-consuming wave of heat and light. It's the first explosion this universe has ever experienced. The Big Bang. 
Your body is consumed in the cosmic hellfire, every molecule of your body threatening to rocket off in a different direction as space-time itself expands from within you. You are completely torn apart. But as luck would have it, you are not killed. The lucky coin navigates the material of your body seamlessly through the probabilistic labyrinth. Given the impossible circumstances you find yourself in, you are delivered to the most fortunate possible outcome. You are not eradicated by the Big Bang, but rather you become one with it. You are the explosion, the raw chaos radiating from one end of creation to another, every particle bouncing into another particle, an endless chain of dominoes, a forever twirling roulette wheel. Things... Don't go quite as well for you, Bartholomew. The Aegis of the Lucky Coin only partially guards you from the unfathomable force of creation around you. The Big Bang threatened to completely eradicate you, and you're only able to keep a hold on the part of you that you hold most precious in this moment. Your devotion to your friend. Your endless resolve to help her reach her goal. Both of your bodies are erased as the coin melts under the heat of the galaxies exploding out from you. Your bodies are rebuilt, your memories lost, your face is familiar, but no longer the same. Holly, you are reborn as this universe's goddess of chaos, Lady Luck. And Bartholomew, you are reborn as her eternally loyal servant, the Gambler. And when the pain and the torture of your reformation is complete, you find yourselves in the estate. Summoned there through space and time by Henry Vladimir Dracula to help him in his bid for power. Lady Luck, your persona emerges wholly formed in that moment. A cruel trickster goddess that spent eons torturing the inhabitants of this universe with your lover, Teoth, until the human estate separated the two of you. You don't even realize how little you know about yourself, how much of your self-perception is an ad hoc fiction you invent in this moment to make sense of who you are and how you feel. You agree to help this hubristic young man without a second thought, ready to betray him the moment he gives you the opportunity. Holly Wilson's body and mind were obliterated, but her determination to reunite with the woman she loves still burns within you, an endless explosion in place of your heart. And I think at that moment, all of this kind of slips away from us as uh, Lady Luck uh, and Virginia and Chili, uh, Christina and Harvey all emerge into the third layer of the house, having just seen all of that. Oh, God. Is that you? That was... Oh, that was definitely... Hey, the other guy was... Were they both me? There's too many yeah, fucking I, me's to keep track of. I think they were both you. Uh, I mean, judging from what we saw in there, there were an uncountable number of us's before then. How many? Well, not me. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see me either. I'm pretty sure you didn't. Just because you didn't see you doesn't mean there wasn't you. You know? Yeah, maybe the maybe the way things went down in that universe didn't result in your existences but maybe in some other layer they did like we don't we don't even know how many layers there are to this i remember my friends uh telling me about chili 
it was a fox that tried to kill them. It was one of the assassins sent after them. Oh, so you... It was like that bird that we met. Evil Chili? Yeah. Lady Luck is like slumped onto the ground. This really does not bode well for... Well, I say that, but if... God, I don't know what to think. I mean, we didn't... I mean, the good news is we didn't lose Chili when she went into that the inner house, right? So... Yeah. I think because we were already a layer higher than they were. That's our native universe. There's... That house is gonna make another one inside of itself before long. That's the one that I went into. It's just gonna keep happening. Someone is making it happen. This is all just some fucking stupid-ass trick by Michael fucking Valentine. What? For what reason? What the hell is he wanting to do all these... Ex- it's almost like he's doing a bunch of tests, but why? I think he's either already in control of the universe... Or he wants to be. He's been doing this whole damn thing to just get the conditions right. Trying it again and again like he's fucking loading a new save. Changing the RNG up, you know? I think you hear echoing through the walls of the house, uh, Michael's voice suddenly speak up and say, All I have ever wanted to do is protect humanity from Teoth. Eidolon Playtest is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com, at Eidolon Playtest on Twitter, as well as patreon.com slash Eidolon Playtest. You can find Luke at SSJ Speed Racer, Maxi at Max Knightley, Lexi at Tabletop Gamera, Iris at Stilts the GM, and Molly at Your Friend Molly. Eidolon Rock will be back on February 7th for Patreon subscribers and February 14th for everyone else. See you then! Meanwhile, back at the Neutral Milk Hotel... I just feel like they could have taken a sec to see if we wanted to go with them. I mean, you're not wrong, but I think everyone's just a little stressed out now, and... I'm not stressed out? I'm freaking out too! No, of course. Me too. I'm just saying I I don't think they meant anything by it. Hey, Sabrina, Cecilia, what's up? Josh, did I hear you tell them that you had some kind of generator here too? I mean, yeah, I... What the hell, man? Why didn't you show us? I just... I really don't think you're going to want to see it. Josh, with the way things are, I really think we have to explore every possibility here. Yeah, seriously! I know you're worried about fucking things up, but don't hold out on us like this! (sighs) Fine, you're right. Just remember, I warned you, I don't think you're going to like this. Josh leads the two women down a side hallway that neither of them remember seeing before, not in all their time here. He retrieves a key from his pocket and unlocks a door at the end of the hall, which opens up to a wooden staircase descending down into the darkness. Cecilia and Sabrina exchange a brief glance of concern, for a moment wondering if they should retroactively heed the angel's warning. It's too late. He's already several steps down. They follow cautiously. Cecilia first. The stairwell goes on longer than neither of them expect, until the light of the doorway behind them looks more like a faint, distant star. 
Josh, um, what is this place? It's the basement! You're the one that wanted to see the generator room! Here, fucking, let me find a light switch. Josh flips a switch and there's a crackle and electric hum. The two humans cover their faces for a moment as the room floods with light. As their eyes adjust, they take in the scene before them. A large shelf, each level bowing under the weight of a messy pile of car batteries stacked on it. Fraying copper wires connect each of the batteries to one another, and one larger cable runs from a battery on the top shelf into a misshapen hole in the wall. On the other side of the shelf is a rusted old exercise bike with another wire cable running from its pedals to one of the batteries on the bottom shelf. Josh, what the hell is this? It's the generator. I told you, it's really nothing impressive. Huh. I'll be honest, I was expecting something more, I don't know, fucked up and body hoary. No, no, it's just kind of rinky-dink. I'm not an engineer and I'm not an electrician. I had to make do with what I could figure out. Huh. So, how does this work? I mean, uh, what you see is what you get, pretty much. Before I even started up this universe proper, I just had to sit down here and pedal until I had enough power. How long did that take? Oh, I don't know. 40, 50 billion years? Two or three hours? You know how time's all fucked up around here, I couldn't really say. It's pretty fucking white by the time I was done, though, I'll tell you that much. Huh. So this was the only secret you were keeping down here? Yeah. Didn't really even mean to make it sound like a secret. I just thought it was sort of embarrassing. I mean, you can see why I said I don't think this is a good solution, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What? I don't know. After all that build-up, this just seems kind of anticlimactic. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I got nothing else for you. Well, all right then. <laughs>